You know those moments where you think, I wish I would have learned this in school? Those are the topics that we love to talk about. Join me each week as I interview experts sharing their strategies for solving problems that us young adults will face throughout our 20s and 30s. So what are you waiting for? And if you want new episodes about adulting advice every Monday, hit that follow button. Hey, what is going on? We made it to episode 100. I can't believe it. This is honestly like three, four years ago, whenever I started podcasting, I had no idea it was going to turn into the project that it did and almost a bit of my lifestyle, my identity now. Episode 100 is special for me and I wanted to do something special to celebrate, reflect, reminisce. So of course, I had the person that has probably made the biggest impact on me in the podcasting space, Kyle, my little brother on the show, do something a little bit fun today. And like I said, reminisce in the context of superlatives. I don't know if you guys remember this from high school. Kyle, did you do this in high school? I I don't really remember if our class had superlatives or not, but it's like the best dress or the the one that's got to be a millionaire or like random things like that. And like the whole class votes on who they think is like best for essentially that award or superlative did you do something like this wow what an honor for you to say that i am such an important part of the show that really means a lot to me but yeah we definitely did that i couldn't i need to go back it's one of those things that you go back at the you know like five years from now and you look at you like oh that's totally me <laughs> did you happen to win any superlatives whenever I, they did it with you i don't i don't really remember i'll be honest i bet i can pull my yearbook out and i think they were posting the yearbook or I'll post in our 2011 Wentzville Holt High School Facebook group, oh. and I'm sure somebody will know. And the it will shaggy come to hair. Night. Yes. I want to see that. <laughs> oh, no, oh, no. Don't bring those back. <laughs> yes, I was shaggy hair driving a yellow coupe car. <laughs> I, I was something else back then. But hey, we grow and we evolve here 10 plus years later. But yeah, I'm excited for this. And no, I honestly meant that you were probably the most, I mean, you were the impetus for starting the podcast in general. Like I knew I wanted to start a podcast. I knew it was going to be my, my project during my self-made sabbatical. And I think it quickly morphed into Sunday conversations with Kyle. And I know you've heard the story plenty of times too, but yeah, I feel like you were asking me a lot of life questions, just graduating college and kind of like entering your twenties, your defining decades and I was maybe only a couple of years ahead of you. So sometimes I had the answers and sometimes I was like, yep, I uh, am also struggling with that exact same issue. Let me see if I can interview somebody on the podcast that might have some insight or some knowledge or some advice on said topic. So yeah, it kind of morphed into those conversations. And then of course, you became even a bigger part when you joined the team two years ago. And now you're the the sound, the quality, the the direction of the podcast behind the scenes. And maybe everyone doesn't necessarily know that. But yeah, you've produced every episode since like episode 50 or something. So yeah, I'm glad that I could get you back on the other side of the mic and we get to celebrate and, and reminisce on episode 100 together. It's okay. I operate in the shadows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a good personal development project that we've had on our hands for couple of years now, I definitely would not be where I'm at in life if it wasn't for the resources in TSAR. And yeah, I'm eternally grateful for everything that you've put out. I think you're doing a lot of good and providing a lot of value to 
us young professionals struggling to make it through our 20s because what a confusing and wild decade to really go through and experience. And honestly, just to kick things off, because I feel like this is going to be a lot of reminiscing this episode. I remember the corporate executive TikTok creator that you had on the show. What was it? Tim Trails. Yes. And he had said <laughs> something along the lines like he was 49 or something at the time, and he was still going through and learning things. So it's a lifelong process. And I'm just excited to see what this you know looks like 20 years from now. <laughs> Yeah, I, I absolutely adore and love Tim Trail. I haven't connected with him in a little while, but yeah, he was always one of those like special episodes of mine because he kind of like showed up at the right time and just reassured me that, hey, Justin, you don't have to have like your whole life figured out. I was this like finance executive and he was like C-suite or like vice president of some pretty large financial services firms. And he's like, you know what? I just started making TikToks for fun. And then it kind of turned into a bit of more of a hobby or a large hobby of mine. And now I'm, you know, able to buy pizza every, every Friday for the family because of affiliate fees and things like that. And I know he's still doing that and he's kind of reinvented some of his career to an extent, but yeah, Tim is a, is a special one. And I think just a good holistic reminder that, you know, your, your twenties is just for exploration. Life is just for exploration and you can change paths at any point in time. But but yeah, let's kick off. Like I said, we're going to do some superlatives. Some of them I know and I prep for. Some it sounds like you've thought about in the shower and you want to to have and, and chat about on the show. So why don't you kick one off and, and <laughs> let's, let's chat. <laughs> okay. So let's go with best tactical advice that you may have received from someone that you had on the podcast. Ooh, I'm interested in what your thoughts are on this. I feel like there's tons of this and, and I how about I'll just say this ahead of time. Like there are like many of my guests that can fit into all of these superlatives that we're about to say here, but yeah, tactical advice. There's tons of it. You know, I love the the tactical. You're more the philosophical. I'm more the, you know, <laughs> give me, give me the blueprints. Give me, give me the, the direction, the piece of advice, the hack, a couple that come to mind. I love Jenny Foss, how to write a compelling cover letter as a recent episode that was 83. I love the feel felt found framework that Corey Nathan shared in episode 55 about like how to navigate difficult conversations, particularly in the, the political space. But my favorite and the one that I always come back to, and I probably brought up at least three or four more times on the podcast is Larry Hagner, episode 56, generative questions. And he kind of like, this was like one of those like super simple yet like profound things that I heard on the podcast. So he was talking about generative questions in the context of conversations with his kids. And like many adults or, or many parents, they'd come in and they'd ask those yes, no questions. Like, how was your day? Great, fine, good, all of the likes. Did you finish your homework? Random things like that. And it didn't spark conversation until he came across this concept called generative questions, which was kind of like asking more descriptive and story provoking questions. So rather than like, how was your day? It was what it was the best part of your day. And then all of a sudden it went from this one word response, good, fine, great, whatever, to let me tell you about the goal that I scored at recess today. And like this whole story arc about them getting the ball and scoring and everything that happened afterwards. And then of course, like now he's got tons of follow-up questions that he can ask. And he said that really transformed his relationship with his 
his kids. And I simply took that and applied that to many conversations that I have with my friends versus how was your weekend? What was the best part of your weekend? And I do this all the time. And it was just like one of those like great pieces of advice that's really transformed a lot of the conversations that I've been having. Yeah. And you're someone that is profoundly skilled at having conversations. And I could see you using that framework quite a lot. So that episode was incredible. Just, I don't want to spoil anything, but just the, what makes a really good episode, in my opinion, is when the guest has a really good story to coincide with their tactical feedback. And Larry was just laying it down the entire episode with great advice on, you know, better communication, empathy. If I was a recently married person, like that would be perfect. But his story about how he just kept running into his father figures because I think his mom was settled down and got married a couple of times and then how it all ended up coming to fruition when he met his dad for the first time. It was just craziness. That was a wild story to tell. So yeah. I planned in a coffee shop. Like, yeah, that, that story still blows me away. <laughs> and I don't, I don't want to shift if you got another, if you have one on the tactical advice, but also I know another one that I gave you was the most unforgettable story. Do you feel like that is one that ranks up pretty high from one of the guests. Yeah, I saw that you had added Jonathan Miller's How to Give a Powerful Apology. And I thought that was something that really resonated with me at the time because I had, and just my last relationship just really messed things up. And (laughs) I had felt terrible for how things had ended. And it was just, I really wanted to be able to deliver an apology in the sense that like a lot of times people... And Jonathan says this way better than I ever could, but really just like relating to what they're going through and instead of trying to cover up your own mistakes, it was just such a good framework for how to do so. But most unforgettable story, I got to go with Nate Dukes on this one. His story about how he had found himself in the back of a cop car. I could just feel the emotions that he was experiencing, like thinking about all the mistakes that you had made up until that point and how you have to now bear the consequences. He had just completely messed up his life. Anyone would have wrote him off. And it's just crazy how he had, you know, used that as leverage to turn himself around and and really see the good in people. And still to this day, just my favorite episode. Yeah, I feel like that's a fan favorite. That's Nate Duke's episode 41. He was also on, I think, episode 73. I interviewed him at work, brought him into work and, and did a conversation there, which was super powerful. But yeah, Nate Duke's is... Oh, he's got to rank up there in terms of just storytellers in general. He's so well-spoken and honestly just has the life experience to like have these incredible stories. <laughs> I mean, anytime you go to, to jail for like six months, you can captivate an audience with some pretty wicked stories. My favorite, you have to go way, way, way back in the catalog, episode 11 with D. Goins, the How D. Met Dwayne The Rock Johnson. That story still ranks as one of my favorite, if not the favorite story that was told on the podcast. And it was just this three year (laughs) planned and executed tactical journey of how he was going to meet the rock, which he was like a huge fan of still is a huge fan of he like, took this job at this, (laughs) like the security job at this venue, knowing that WrestleMania booked a event three years from now, and he thought that the rock would appear at WrestleMania. And I was like, 
the fact that you had so much gung ho to like want to meet the rock and saw the long-term vision, it wasn't like, where's the rock going to be next week? And it's like, no, I know where the rock is going to be two or three years from now. Therefore, how can I make sure that I'm going to be there? D Goins is, he is something else, man. <laughs> the rock is like one of those larger than life actors that almost seems like he's a fictitious character that just doesn't exist. But like <laughs> the fact that, D. Goins was just such a super fan and would go so out of his way, just speaks to the level of notoriety and fame that someone like that really encapsulates. Definitely. What else you got? What's your next superlative? Maybe an unexpected surprise subject that was covered on the podcast. Ooh, do you have one before I jump into to mine? Mm. I know it's a different experience for you. For me, I go do 10 or 15 hours of research ahead of my conversations with people. So two that I really enjoyed, probably the runner up is student loans. I wasn't somebody that really had to learn a whole lot about student loans because I just kind of forged my way through school. And then at the six month mark, whenever I was going to start paying for student loans, I just wrote the check and ate it and let it go. So I didn't really get to learn the strategy or tactics behind how to manage your your student loans. And you know, as a personal finance buff, it was this huge blind spot of mine that I was like, oh my God, I had so much fun deep diving student loan strategy. But I'll be honest, I think number one for me was <laughs> dietary fiber with the, the girls at Philosophy, Megan Barnett and Lee Carson. That was episode 76. And we talked all about fiber. It was this random pitch out of left field, actually a guest a former guest introduced me to them. And I was like, yeah, I, I, I'm interested. Like, let's talk holistically about health. And that's that's where the conversation was going to really play. And then I got deep into the dietary fiber space. And I was like, whoa, this is fascinating. And I hadn't done a health episode in, you know, 10 or 12-ish episodes. So it was really fun kind of flexing that muscle and, and getting to learn a lot about the, <laughs> the benefits of fiber. <laughs> That's such a good one. That was when you told me about that. I'm like, that seems like such an oddly specific thing. And <laughs> honestly, it's like such a crucial ingredient to having a healthy diet. And totally realized that after listening to them speak. And for me, I don't want to ruin it. You might have another superlative for this person, but it was something that totally hit me out of left field when you wanted to cover it. But it ended up being a topic that really resonated with me was just how to make friends with Jewel Homan. Mm. That was, I was like, oh, wow, you're right. Man, I realized like this is something that a lot of people are, you know, kind of struggling with. You know, you get out of school and you don't have the, the environment where you're constantly seeing new faces, meeting new people. You know, a lot of people are working from home now. So making friends at work is even more difficult. So that was something that I really needed at the time. Oh God, I, I love Jewel. And yeah, you're right. I, I, she's got she's got the number one on another superlative down the road here. <laughs> what, what do you got next? How about let's go with a guest that blew you away? Ooh, okay. Well, Nate Dukes, for sure. We already talked about him and his story. Jackie Cummingskowski, this lady that I interviewed, it was back in the episode, oh, it was episode 64. She's got a wild story because she grew up single dad, one of six in poverty. And then now she is retired at, you know, retired at the age of 49. She's got over 100K in her HSA, that entire story arc. And as a fire enthusiast, really lit me up. But I would have to say the guest that blew me away the most was our friend Benjamin Wong. This 
15-year-old entrepreneur that, <laughs> you know, is just wise beyond his years. He was someone that I was intimidated by when I was interviewing him. Such a such a great person, such a great personality, so impressive at such a young age. He started at 11 wanted to buy a Fungo Pop, a Star Wars Fungo Pop. And rather than asking his parents for the money, he went to the backyard, had an avocado tree, picked a bunch of avocados, put them into a bucket, and then went up to the corner and sold avocados in order to make enough money to go buy this Star Wars Fungo Pop, which is like a bobblehead for anyone that doesn't know, essentially. And then since then has just been on this crusade of teenage entrepreneurship, doing a lot of great things in that space. And of course, He's into the the crypto and the AI space as well. So I know he <laughs> piques your interest, but man, that guy, that guy was impressive. Yeah, I'm excited to see where he hands up in life. Even, you know, and is where we're at now and approaching our late twenties. Just <laughs> Oh, I can't <laughs> imagine he's gonna be a decade ahead of everybody else. <laughs> no joke. I can't imagine like him, you know, having another fifteen years under his belt and seeing what he's gotta do with his life. Yeah, I I assume I'll probably be working for him one day. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I saw you had Ahmed Jabir wrote down. I, I thought his story was really incredible with him. I remember he first did, what did he read, 100 books in the year or something like that, mm -hmm. and had tons of takeaways from the lessons that he learned there. He wanted to meet, what was it, 100 strangers, and then ended up finding his girlfriend, which I don't know if they're still together. Yeah, That'd they're be still an together. Interesting follow up. Oh, cool. Yeah. And then what did he find? His mentor, and he found a job out of that. And the process of how he went about applying for this job and it was just so out of the box and extraordinary to hear. Like, I love how creative he was with you know everything that he's doing. Yeah, that would actually, I didn't even think about that one for the unforgettable story superlative, but that would probably rank up there pretty high. I mean, it, that was just like, an all-around great conversation. Mm -hmm. Ahmed is still a friend to date, like a really good friend of mine, someone that I imagine staying close with for for years and years to come. He almost moved to Austin. I'm so bummed he didn't because it would have been great to have him here. But that guy is out doing amazing things already. Ahmed Jabber is, is a good one. I got another one for you. Yeah, hit me. How about before I'll let you resonate with this one a little bit, let's do guests that need a part two, but I want to end on that. I got a little bit of a rapid fire round if you just oh. want to yeah, let's rapid answer fire. some quick questions. All right. Let's do the guest that was most relatable at the time. Probably episode 31, Joel O'Leary. The man is just super relatable. And if I could probably live the life of any one of my guests, he would probably be the one. <laughs> How about get a drink at the bar with? <laughs> oh, dang. If I didn't already say Joel, I would probably have picked Joel again. I need to have like my whole guest list open right now to, to <laughs> see. For some reason, Andrew Biernet, I believe episode 65-ish or somewhere around there would be one of my choices. He's he's a friend. He's more of a friend than he is a, a podcast guest now. But But yeah, he would be one that I'd enjoy having a drink with. Who's yours? That was a great one. Yeah, I can see how you could say that because I feel like when your guys' conversation, it was very much less of an interview and more of a conversation about both of where you guys were at with you know podcasting and everything. Tough one for me to answer. You know who I think you would have a great time grabbing a drink with? <laughs> I want to hear this. <laughs> do, you, do you remember Ali Benazir? He was oh. episode 36. The dude is loves poker, loves chess, like loves all of those things. I feel like you guys would have this just like, 
great intellectual conversation over a glass <laughs> of scotch at this like swanky little uh, bar. I think you guys would have so much fun. While playing a chess game. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that was a fun conversation for me too. I thought, what did he talk a lot about mental health? Did he not? Yeah. We talked like the five pillars of a healthy life. And he definitely weaved a whole lot of different things into that. But yeah, no, I think that, or, or I got another one for you. <laughs> Let me throw one more at you. Okay. This, this would be a fun one just to be a fly on the wall for you and Susan Bratton at, <laughs> at a bar together. And it'd have to be like a real clubby bar. I feel like that would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> She's just giving me feedback on how to go approach that girl over there yes. in the corner or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got the confidence, Kyle. You got it. You're taking her home tonight. Let's do this. <laughs> oh man. I would always love having a conversation with Susan. Yeah. Um, I got to meet her in Austin a, a couple of weeks ago. That was uh, a highlight of mine for sure. I know my answer to this one. I want to see if you end up picking the same person that I do and I'll follow up with the explanation why, but someone that you would trust your life with if you needed to do so. Hmm. That's a good one. If I were to cherry pick from our guest, Krista Edwards, I mean, she's just a best friend of mine and I would trust my life with her. So that would probably <laughs> be the direction I would go. Who, who are you picking? I'm going to go with Sean Mulaney. <laughs> oh, you're right, man. <laughs> Especially if they're like, if, if paperwork needed to be filled out yeah. and the proper procedures needed to be done. Yeah, no. In this scenario, I'm thinking I'm like kidnapped by a cartel or something and we got to like wire money over and he's like trying to think through the logistics about a <laughs> who knows what, but. <laughs> I feel like Sean deserves a superlative reward in all of this. Another guy that just like grew into a friend over this, the podcast guest. <laughs> yes, I love Sean Mullaney. What a good guy. <laughs> Yeah, um, that was about my last one for rapid fire here, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right, round us out. What was the, the last superlative you wanted to end on? Yeah, so how about let's go with guests that you might want to see a part two from or, you know, <laughs> honestly, I would love to hear the audience pull on this one and see who they want to pull in. Oh, for sure. We should do that. Let's post on Instagram part two. Oh man, there's so many. And once again, this is that when I needed to preface like so many of my guests, I'd love to have a part two on. One that I did was Mason Burchette. Him and I had a part two, which was great. I'm finally getting to that place now, getting into triple digit numbers that I can. I, I feel like I'm allowed to go back and interview people <laughs> a, a second time. Two names that pop for me as runner-ups, Jonathan Miller. We already talked about him with Powerful Apology. We deserve to have a follow-up conversation, especially three years later with him. Another early podcast guest, Jared Schuster, episode 25. That was like the very first podcast episode of mine that like popped off. And I feel like it popped off because of who Jared is and the authenticity that he brought to the conversation. So I would love to, to have a follow-up with Jared. But I already told you that she was going to win one of my superlatives, Jewel Homan, <laughs> how to make friends, not only from the fact that I feel like that is going to be a conversation thread that I could do a hundred episodes on and there would still be things that I'd be learning and growing from with each of those conversations, but also just the surprising approach that Jewel had. That was one of those conversations that like I was not stood up straight, ready to go because I know this person was got to be like locked in. She came in like in this very like soft and approachable perspective. But then listening back to the episode, I was like, oh my gosh, there is so much gold in this conversation that I feel like I almost called her up like right then and was like, well, let's schedule a part two because 
I have so much follow-up. I feel like she deserves this award. Jewel Holman will probably be making an appearance if she's up for it sometime in the, the 100 to 199 episodes. We're really looking forward to that. And Mason was, his story about, I got a quote here that I actually want to read off because I feel like it's just so good. There were definitely days after work where I just sat in my car and was like, holy crap, I have cancer. And just hearing his story about how he overcame that and went on to do even more challenging and impressive feats with you know launching his business and everything like that. Super relatable to both me and you as, you know, upcoming entrepreneurs. I forget that like the cancer journey is even part of Mason's story. Like that dude is, I think he's a couple of years younger than I am. And that's another one, just like Benjamin Wong that I'm like, holy cow, man, you are like so far along in life right now. I'm so impressed. Do you have any, anyone else or do you have a number one for a guest that needs a part two? I feel like there hasn't been a single guest that we've had on the show where I'm like, man, there's just more for me to take away from that. Please, let's continue this conversation. I'm always sad to to hear <laughs> your, your closing comments and everything. But yeah, I mean, you pushed me on one. Brennan Kumasari, you know, he was back on episode 16. And then you were pushing me for like a month or two to be like, bro, you need to reach back out to Brennan and get him back on the show. And he <laughs> delivered. That one's already out. That's episode 97. But yeah, that was a fun one. And we got to like, honestly, talk about our growth that we've had between, you know, episode 16, which was, I don't know, like summer of 2020 and our conversation that happened almost three years later, it was really cool to both kind of reminisce on, on where we were and, and how much we've grown over the last couple of years. Yeah. It's honestly wild to have a backlog of continuing observations, I guess, of how you've continued to grow and evolve, you know, and we've seen it from, the podcasting perspective, how <laughs> yeah. you've gone through all these certain things and you've brought on guests to interview them to help you alongside and just improving and, and having those conversations and asking better and better questions and leading the conversation towards exactly what we need, you know, as <laughs> struggling 20 somethings. Yeah, it's been a whole lot of fun evolving and, and growing in this. I was super lost in my career at the time that I started this podcast on a sabbatical, had no idea podcasting was even going to be a thing. I fumbled on mic a whole lot. The first, I don't know, 15, 20 episodes still make me cringe sometimes when I listen to them. <laughs> it's been cool. And I feel like the listeners have been on the same ride too. Some of the people that I'm consistently hearing from getting to talk to them about their journey and their growth. You know, a couple of names that come to mind are like Max and Dylan, Kevin, so many amazing people that I'm like, holy cow, you were this person when we started this project. And now you are this person. And I hope that I played a little bit of a part in that. I'm not going to take the, the like <laughs> this like grandiose sense that like I was the reason that they developed and grew. But it's kind of cool to honestly think that you might have had a little bit of an impact on the trajectory of someone's life. Super neat, honestly. <laughs> I would love to hear from more people's stories about what's really resonated with them and, and what they've attached to and how it's helped them grow and, and their perspective. There's been so many opportunities that I've seen that I'm like, wow, I'm going to apply this in my day-to-day -day life and really evolve as a person. I mean, going through so many different things right now, like I remember when I was looking for a job and I just needed resources to like put a resume together, write out cover letters, negotiate my 
offering. And I just remember going on a first date after <laughs> I've been in a long-term relationship for years and like what that's supposed to look like and getting comfortable with all of that and just opening up a Roth account so I can, you know, set my financial future in order to be better aligned. And there's just been so many great takeaways that <laughs> are just learning lessons that I feel like so many of us need to hear in our 20s. And what a better resource than the TSR podcast, you know? That literally warms my heart to hear you say all that and to like, you know, reference all these big milestones. I and I definitely see starting a Roth and funding a Roth, a Roth IRA for the first time as <laughs> as a big milestone. But yeah, man, at, at the end of the day, of course, I, I love every single one of you that are listening. But I still think about you every single time that I press record and start having another conversation with another incredible guest. So as long as you're continuing to to get value from this and you're having a fun time producing the show, we will continue doing that. So I appreciate you coming along in the journey. I appreciate you playing a part and episode 100. There's nobody else that I'd want to co-host this conversation with. And you know, if the the listeners like it, we should <laughs> pick it or veto to get you on more of the the TSIR episodes. I know you you like to hide in the shadows on this, but but yeah, man, you play a huge part. So Big thanks to you. Big thanks to everyone that's listened. I literally save all of those messages that I get from you on, on Instagram, on emails, on text. I screenshot these and drop them into my rainy day folder. And you guys all warm my heart every single time that you reference an episode and say this is exactly what you needed or I appreciate you having this conversation or thanks for bringing this subject to light. Those are like what's continuing to fuel me to create this podcast. And I know... Ditto to you too. I'm, I'm guessing you hear a whole lot of things on your side too, and it helps get you energized and excited about this this show. <laughs> I just wanted to follow up and ask you, you know, with this being episode 100, I'm sure it's come to this huge inflection point of, man, look at where we came from. So on the flip side of that, I, I just want to know where is TSIR going in the future? Mm. Yeah, this is a good question. It's something I think you and I have been chatting a whole lot about. I think people are going to see or starting to see a change or different direction with the show, not substantially different, but we have decided to do a couple of things differently, I think, between episode 100 and, and 200. One thing that I'm really excited about is producing more series of content, similar to our fire series that was just released. I would like to bundle three or four episodes together that all have somewhat of a symbiosis to them and congruency to an extent. So I'm working on a series right now all about leveling up your your career and some of the micro skills within inside of professional careers that might help you do just that. And then also, we are putting a little bit more focus on early careers. So of course, The Struggle is Real is all about navigating your 20s and some of the gaps that college might have left you whenever you got launched into adulthood. Something that really excites me is the first decade of your career, you know, navigating your your career in your 20s to an extent, and some of the tangential topics related to that. Of course, I just personal finance is near and dear to my heart. So we will continue to talk about that, but more maybe from the lens of how do you maximize your paycheck or side hustles or how do you grow business? And then of course lots of career advice optimization, productivity, maybe a little less of the relationship talks and the health talks that we have, but 
we'll still sprinkle in a whole lot of that. And of course, we're here to grow and shape the show as the listeners would like. So if there's feedback ever, tsirpodcast.com, you can hit our contact form that goes straight to my inbox and share any, I don't know, thoughts that you have or for anyone that has my my Instagram or my phone number, feel free to send those over to me too. I'd love to hear what you would like more of from TSIR in the next 100 episodes. But yeah, that's the general plan of attack here in the, the near-term future. Super excited to take that next step with you. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks again, man. This has been a whole lot of fun. I know we got lots of special things planned across the entire week. So you'll be seeing the superlatives on our, our Instagram, calling out some people. Lots of our guests are are probably going to be sharing sharing the show and and saying thank you. It's been, once again, such a blessing to create this show. I had no idea it was going to be what it was going to be four years ago. And I'm really excited to see what it's going to be four years from now. So I appreciate it, man. Thanks again. Thanks for listening to the episode. As always, I appreciate your kind words. If you want to leave us a rating and review on your podcast player right now, that would absolutely make my day. If you want to find episode show notes, our blog, and other great resources, head over to tsirpodcast.com. If you have follow-up questions, an idea for a future episode, or just want to say hi, we have a contact form on our website, and those messages go straight into my inbox, and I promise you, I will reply. But all right, guys, I really appreciate you tuning in. I love you all, and you're not alone. Let's keep making it through our struggles together. Mm-hmm.